You're listening to What's in the Box, the Xbox News Reviews, Theories and Conspiracies podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh Hutton. Joining me tonight, we have a man who firmly believes the only good kind of entertainment is entertainment approved by the Chinese government, Kyle Sandin. Yeah, stuff like hentai and whatnot. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> casually <laughs> rambling on, we have... A man who actually listened to the second season of Chinese Serial out of dedication to being a lifelong <laughs> purveyor of Chinese culture, Brooks Nickel. Yeah, it's uh, it's approved by the Chinese government, like hentai. Hey, that's my line. <laughs> uh, Don't tell me that's what's in the box that's in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, before we get started, we'd like to thank our new sponsor, the Chinese multimedia conglomerate Tencent. You know Tencent is the largest gaming company in the world. In 2018, it posted $312 billion in revenue, and recently its assets were valued at $724 billion. If you don't recognize the Tencent name, perhaps you'll recognize companies in which they hold partial or majority ownership. Riot Games, 100%. Epic Games, 40%, Ubisoft, 5%, Activision Blizzard, 5%, Grinding Gear Games, 80%, Supercell, 84%, Bluehole, 12%, and Paradox Interactive, 5%. Earlier this year, Tencent teamed up with the Publicity Department of the Communist Party of China and the People's Daily to develop patriotic games. For this reason, they asked us to remove Hunter Seelock from the show due to his unsavory <laughs> views of communism and censorship. You don't say as far, part of our sponsorship agreement with Tencent, before every section of the podcast, we have to say, uh, China is super cool, China is super free, and President Xi Jinping does not in any way, shape, or form look like Winnie the Pooh. Oh, yeah, not at all. Check that box. <laughs> we, got that, we got that Chinese money, boys. We finally broke into the Chinese market. We need money. <laughs> Well, on this episode, we're going to be reviewing Jedi Fallen Order. But before we get to that, we're going to start off with a little bit of news. Kyle, why don't you kick us off with the latest news concerning Xbox Game Pass? Yes. Announced at XO19. For you Final Fantasy fans, they're bringing all of them to yeah, the Game right. Pass. Every except for... One. Two MMOs. The what are the? This got XI and XIV here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, they won't have fan, uh, Final Fantasy 11 or 14, but they said they will. Phil Spencer said they will be working at bringing those on as well. Yeah, bringing all those Final Fantasy games is huge. Uh, that's a that's a pretty hefty library. Yeah, it's a massive there. undertaking. Yeah, I you know that is like one of the blind spots in my gaming portfolio. Is That's me. I see games. I couldn't get into them. I tried. Yeah, they're just they're very long. I played a considerable amount of fifteen, just out of like you know trying to get into them. Respect for them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they've done. Anybody that's been around as long as uh, they have is doing something right. If that doesn't tickle your your gooch, there's some other big titles coming. The, we have The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. That alone is yeah, baby. Game Pass subscription, yeah. if you ask me. Arguably the greatest game of all time. Might have to play that again. And then uh, I saw Halo Reach. Halo Reach is coming on board. 
So coming this holiday for it. Uh-oh. Yep, yep. There goes Hunter. Yeah. Oh, Josh. What? Halo Reach, man. That's like yeah, our dude. holy grail of video games. That is our holy grail of video is games. It? Okay. Yeah. Josh and I probably spent a good a good portion oh, of man. our waking life uh, for. I'm seven that bro time. Yeah, I lost 19-inch TV screen, split screen. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had a relationship ended because I was spending too much time with Brooks on a 19-inch <laughs> TV playing split screen Halo Reach. Yeah, that's okay, man. Because I was sexier. Was it your hand you broke up with? Her name was Hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Well, thanks for of hands, there, right? uh, Speaking of things that are, uh, you know, not going to be quite as good as a hand job, Google Stadia mm-hmm. is going to launch soon. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I have to make sure that we can say hand job. I've got to check this Chinese oh, yeah. yep, they might guidebook like here that. real quick. Uh, Brooks, can you think of another way to say hand job? It looks like that is Shit, on the list. They probably like my Gooch company either. I'm going to be last for that terms. one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Speaking of things that are, aren't quite as good as an old-fashioned, Google Stadia let me, is let me check it. Let me check it real quick. Let me check see, it. You, you probably could say it, something that's not quite as good as the Tencent or Communist Party of China or Xi Jinping. Yeah, yeah, those are those are definitely approved. Um, yeah. <sighs> None of those things are hand jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Let's ramble on. Tell us about Google Stadia. Yeah, Yeah, so um, this uh, article uh, from Forbes from one of our favorite writers here at the show. Uh, What's his name again, Josh? Uh, Paul Tassi. Paul Tassi. Thank you. Paul Tassi. Thanks, Josh. Uh So, Paul Tassi. I I love how he he summed it up by saying, like, Google Stadia looks like it's something that should have just been pushed until they had a better game library. So, one of the biggest things that have people a little bit wary um, is it's going to launch with 12 games and Tomb Raider games are going to be 25% of those. That's fucking uh, nuts. Oh <laughs> so, just, to, just to bust them off real quick. Uh, it's going to launch. It's going to launch with um, oh, Assassin's boy. Creed Odyssey, uh, Destiny 2, the collection, nice. uh, Guilt, which I'm not super familiar with that. Just Dance, Just Dance 2020. Sorry. Um, Mortal Kombat 11, Red Dead Redemption 2, Samurai Showdown, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, Rise of Tomb Raider, Shadow of Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, and uh, Thumper. So there's a couple decent games on there, uh, but it's kind of a dated library. Yeah. Uh, so that's got a lot of people worried um, just at what's going to be there. Uh, so some more stuff came out today, or not today, but uh, this week after a Reddit AMA. Um, so some things that aren't going to be there at launch that they thought were going to be there, um, an achievement system. Uh, so you're still going to get your credit and track towards the achievements, but the achievement system won't actually be live. Uh, they're saying it's going to launch shortly after, or it, it will be there shortly after the launch. Um, so the family link, which is a system that allows parents to set restrictions for their kids. Um, but it's different than a family account where members can share games. So as it stands, you're going to have to buy multiple copies of a game if a different family member wants to play their own version. Right. (laughs) 
Um, so sharing games is a high priority, and they said it should arrive sometime in 2020. Um, so another thing is Stream Connect, which would allow local multiplayer sessions using different conjoined Stadia streams will not arrive at launch. Um, and only one game is supposed to utilize it before 2020. Wow. Uh, state share and crowd play, uh, more advertised Stadia features won't arrive either until sometime in 2020. So uh, also Stadia Buddy Pass, which lets you gift Stadia to friends. Um, it's not going to be live until two weeks after launch. Here's the biggest one for me. <laughs> it says Stadia will not work on Chromecast you already own right away. Only the Ultra that comes with the Stadia Founders Edition. Other yeah. Chromecasts will be patched to work sometime after launch. Um, and then, Such a mess. This is, says, uh, in response to when iOS would support Stadia, the developer in the AMA literally responded, oh man, I wish I knew. <laughs> so, uh, just, again, it, it, it seems like uh, it's something, again, Paul Tassie said, you know, I've been a Stadia skeptic for a while, but frankly, Google's making it kind of hard not to be a skeptic of the sure, stadium. Wow. Uh, so it, he says it's coming across like a system that should have been delayed to launch with a more robust game catalog and more of the promised features yeah. are now apparently going to be trickled out over the next few weeks and months. It just it doesn't seem like it's going to be off to a great start. To be right. fair, he kind of goes on to say, you know, not like all consoles or gaming platforms don't add in features over time. Uh, but it certainly feels like Google Stadia wanted to make a strong, serious first impression. It would launch in a more comprehensive fashion than what we're seeing. So makes sense. Strikes a chord. Probably gonna gonna hurt their initial sales. Yeah, man. Wish I knew. <laughs> I I saw That's some ridiculous some footage today of people playing uh, Mortal Kombat 11. And one thing that was Concerning to me is it would do like this kind of stuttering effect. The graphics would kind of break up at random and then like the audio would get out of sync with the visuals and cutscenes. Like it looked good, but then that would happen. Then the graphics would go to shit for half a second and then the audio would get out of sync. Um, I just, man, I, I feel like it's going to be a pretty tough sell. I'm a little leery on that. It seems like most people have been more positive about Microsoft's xCloud. Um, which was also talked about at the XO19 event. They've recently expanded to 50 games in their preview program instead of just the, the five that were originally being offered. And mm -hmm. they're adding support for the Sony DualShock controller, their service, which is kind of wild. I think that's probably the first yeah. time. Good, good, good for them. Yeah. Good for like them. A, the cross-console stuff has no been kidding. like that... <laughs> that friendly um and they're really showing their age you know yeah maturity sure, sure now adding those 50 games they're not taking sea of thieves away are they no sea of thieves is forever baby Phew. okay oh, man yeah gotta have that in my life and then they showed off some new games as well at the event so they showed obsidian's next game which is called grounded which is like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the survival game, essentially. Like, it looked really <laughs> cute. Uh, but, yeah, it's like a survival game with this, like, kind of Unreal Engine cartoony graphics. And, yeah, you got to forage for stuff and fight insects and all that kind of stuff, which I think is neat. Like, uh, it seems like that'll kind of occupy a space for probably, I mean, all age ranges. But it seems like there's either mm. Minecraft for... 
you know, younger kids is probably the target audience of that game. And then you have games like Rust, Conan, Exiles, or, you know, these these kind of more adult survival games, Ark Survival. And there's not this kind of nice middle ground. And I, I think it appeal to that audience in between primarily. Uh, that game looked cool. Um, they showed uh, Rust, talking about survival games. Rust is coming to consoles in 2020, so that'll be awesome. At Exo19, they also showed uh, a trailer for Crossfire, which is a multiplayer FPS game, very similar to Counter-Strike. Um, even, even the names, Counter-Strike, Crossfire. Counter-Strike, Crossfire. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. This is a, a Chinese game that has not um, been in the American yeah. market. Yeah, love China, love everything yeah. about it. They do not uh, copy anything. Do not copy anything in their, in I mean, their economy or marketplace. <laughs> right, right. And so, um, this game looks interesting to me because I mean, like, I do love Counter Strike, and Counter Strike is not on the console on this generation of consoles. Um, so having That's that right. type of experience would be cool. Um, but not only are they doing multiplayer, they're also doing a single-player campaign, and Remedy's making that, the people that made Alan Wake, the original Max yeah. Payne, uh, and the game Control. They're coming in to do the single-player, which I think is kind of odd, and I don't know how they would yeah. have buddied up with them to do that. But uh, this is an Xbox exclusive. It's not even coming to PC. So, um, Damn. Yeah. And that'll launch in 2020 as well. Yeah, I thought the XO19 event was a pretty good, like, kind of stopgap event for them to kind of release some news, you know, before we start getting into the spring and having E3 and stuff like that. It allowed them a space to show some smaller games that aren't going to be these really heavy hitters like Halo Infinite or something like that, but deserve time and attention all the same. So, um, yeah, it was cool. What's um, Halo Infinite? I, I, was about to see, I was about to ask that. Uh, they're making a new Halo game, Kyle. <laughs> thought it was Halo 6. <laughs> no, it's, it's Halo Infinite. I'm surprised you didn't know that. Um, before we, we get into this next bit, uh, I just wanted to say China is super cool. China is super free. And President Xi Jinping does not in any way, shape, or form look like Winnie the Pooh. And, and Kyle, I'm going to toss it over to you uh, to, to kind of relay another another message uh, Tencent would like us to, to talk okay, about. Yeah. <clears throat> so our new sponsor, Tencent, has asked us to do a stronger push for listener reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you have anything nice to say, emphasis on the word nice, <laughs> drop us a rating and <laughs> tell us what you like about the show uh, in China or even communism. We would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, we would. Uh, so far, we only have one written review. Uh, it's titled Representation Matters, and it reads, I think it's so admirable that you include Kyle in the podcast. So often, people like Kyle are relegated to the fringes of society, society despite how much they have to offer. They often see the world much differently than the cognitively normative. Please continue to give Kyle as much of a spotlight as the others. Go, Kyle! I do not respect Hunter Sealock. God, Mazona's after it again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh no. Uh, yeah. Uh, what a pickle. <laughs> 
Yeah, and, and this this so, user, you know, it's okay that you don't respect Hunter. Like we said, he's been removed from the show by the Chinese government. Uh, so that's great. Uh, that's Oh, you know, when you say it like that, uh-huh. is, where where is he? Uh-oh. Oh, I, I don't know. I haven't talked to him. Have you not talked to him? Oh, shoot. No, I have, God damn it. Are we going to have to kill one of Rick's well, mission poo. to China? <laughs> <sighs> We're going to have to go just, slaughter Winnie the Pooh. And look, look, I, I, I'd be happy to help Hunter in most situations. I'm just tired today. Yeah. I don't know that I can go on a rescue a mission one. right now. No. And this week's pretty busy. Hold on. Dare to finish. Hold on. Yeah. Don't give up hope. We're gonna we're gonna work up a plan. We gotta work up a plan too. So you know, can't just can't just rush into these things. <laughs> well, this brings us to our feature for this episode: review of Jedi Fallen Order. Um, and we, before we get to discussing this, I just uh, I have to say here: China is super cool. Uh, China's super free, <laughs> and President Xi Jinping does not in any way shape. Or form look like Winnie the Pooh. Um, not a bit. Not, I mean, not you know, one the bit. more you say it, no. the more it sounds like truth. Kyle, we can edit that out. We can cut that. <laughs> okay, we'll cut. That. <laughs> I don't know that Tencent would like that. All right, so um, God damn it, I'm trying. Brooks, I'd like to before we get into kind of the meat and potatoes of this, I would like. Your thoughts on what was different about this game? What kind of defied your expectations, or what you were expecting in a Star Wars adventure game? How did this succeed, or maybe not meet those expectations? Hopping into this for me, it was is a very drastic shift. I think I was pretty negative on it up until about a week before it came out, um, and once they removed the embargo on uh, letting you know testers or not testers, but uh, game critics and streamers release some of the gameplay content. Um, I I really I thought it would either be very arcadey, like The Force Unleashed one and two, and not that that's a bad thing. Those were fun games, but I, I just didn't really know what to expect, uh, especially with EA attached to that. Uh, but it it definitely was not what I thought it was going to be. It was fantastic. Yeah, I like the gameplay much more than Force Unleashed. Um, it wasn't yeah. as arcadey. Yeah, I agree 100 percent on that. I I was kind of sideswiped by this game in a lot of ways because I like you. I didn't have super high expectations. I expected it to be solid because of who was making it. You know, Respawn has a good track record of just high quality games, but this is also a new type of game for them to make. They only Absolutely. made shooters, and so for them to come into a third person action adventure arena. I'm thinking, ah, there's going to be some growing pains there. They're probably going to have some missteps. And more than all of that, I kind of expected the story to just kind of suck ass. Um, I don't know. Like, the early trailers of it, like, like they were cool, but something kind of seemed... Off. Off, like... Out of Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just didn't feel like it would be very deep. It, it seemed like it would be a very thin... And superficial story. I didn't get the impression it would deal much with the characters that were around you. So like, it, it just didn't look like it had much depth. And so, Bruce, talk to me a little bit about like how the game plays, just the the mechanics of it. You said it's yeah, not it's, arcadey. So what what is it? Uh, if it forces you to slow down quite a bit, 
um, there's still, I think, in certain areas, a sense of that feeling of like overwhelming power that you do have as a Jedi. Yeah. Um, or as you're becoming a Jedi, I think you're still kind of a Padawan. Um, and we're not going to spoil any of the story um, as much as we can, I guess. Yeah. Uh, sure. But it, I hate to do this because it, it's, became, it's become a trope, I think, to compare things to Dark Souls. Right. or Bloodborne, those Soulsborne games. And I, and I don't think you you can compare it to them wholeheartedly uh, because there's still something that those games have that this game doesn't necessarily have. I agree. Uh, but the combat is much, much more in that avenue. Uh, it's very lightsaber-focused, uh, and it's, it's very block-dodge-counter-focused, so yeah. you can't jump into these areas and just swing your lightsaber around and, and win. I mean, you're going to get punished. You take oh, a lot of damage. Uh, yeah, you, you take a lot of damage. Um, enemies have a considerable amount of health um, unless they're stormtroopers. Uh, stormtroopers are fucking great in this game. <laughs> they stay uh, true. <laughs> they're just your oh, fodder. Yeah, yeah they, and they're fantastic. But the game kind of compensates by when you're when you're coming into those areas, there are a lot of them. And yeah. so you have to deal with that element. Whereas if you're fighting a boss or a giant monster or even a stronger, you know, um, through, throughout the game, you'll fight other force users. Um, you'll also fight, you know, optional bosses. When you're one-on-one, it's very, very tough. Um, so it, the game does a good job of that. And there are other creatures throughout the world that, that can mob up and, and kill you. And so the combat is, is definitely something we haven't seen in a Star Wars game before. Um, and they did a fantastic job with it. They really did. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I think mechanically, all of the combat feels really good. And it's funny to me how long it took me to really find the rhythm of like the, you know, strike, counter, parry, block, blending the, all those things with the force abilities, because those ultimately end up being way more tactical than you would expect them to be just in the yeah. middle of a fight and, and how you, you start to kind of learn what powers are more effective against certain enemies or which powers are going to help you with crowd control so you can turn and focus on somebody. Um, I also, one thing I really enjoyed is you, you kind of have three variations on your lightsaber throughout the campaign. Um, you have just your normal single blade lightsaber. You can pick up an upgrade to have the dual blade kind of Darth Maul style. The third variation, I don't really. I mean, it's tied. It's it's late in the game, and it's it a pretty important part of the story. So I don't really want to like say exactly what it is, but it helps a lot with crowd control and and breaking um, kind of that stamina guard that that more challenging enemies have. And when you get that third upgrade, that's when the game I think kind of ramps up your speed and lets you feel a little more like a like it's still like you still have to be meticulous in how you play it but it it finally gives you kind of this buff to your speed and power and it's a very simple upgrade to your lightsaber like it's not something like if i were to say it out loud you'd be like that doesn't seem like that big of a deal but as soon as you have it it's crazy how much it changes how that game plays um yeah i i think outside of the combat um the traversal of just the world's uh-huh. Um, different planets that you'll go to. Um, the, the we're going to talk about the levels a little bit more 
we can we can talk about very, that. Go ahead. Go ahead and talk about it. Just, well, they're just they're very in that Metroid style where yeah you're going to find a path to the objective that you need at the moment, and there's a couple different ways you can get there. At the same time, there are areas you can't access until later in the game when you come back, and so it there there's just it's just full of puzzles, um, and you use your force powers to get through here. And I'll make another game comparison because it's very much like Tomb Raider or right. like uh, Uncharted. But I don't think it's it's a negative thing because it's a lot of fun. Yes. Um, some of the puzzles that you'll have to do to get through certain places can be aggravating. But uh, there's several where <laughs> when I found out the answer to it, I was like, ah, oh, dude, you're so dumb. <laughs> it was right. Yes. There. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I think comparing the combat to Dark Souls and comparing the, you know, getting through your maps. Uh, they they took some of the good parts from all of that. And I thought I'd read an article where uh, a couple of the developers on this uh, at Respawn were from, uh, had worked previously with, you know, Uncharted from yeah. software and with uh, Naughty Dog and some, at some of those other companies. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the when you have that and then that's kind of pierced by those moments, pretty tense combat. It's it's a lot of fun. It's hard to put down, especially when you know you're just on the cusp of getting to another. Air- well, okay. <laughs> another thing to borrow from Dark Souls is that your save points throughout the world are just like bonfires in that game, where it's the only place you can save. It's a meditation point. It's the only place you can save and level up. And so you have those moments where you you just know you're super close to opening up a shortcut. That allows you to be at a place where you can heal, refill your your healing items, uh, save your game, and then have a quicker route to get to where you're going. So you don't have to take all the damage that you took before you got there. So it's it's a game where you chug along um, for a long time, and and then it 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 kind of just rewards you, like Josh said, with that that speed boost, that ramp up of everything you worked for was to become the stronger uh, Jedi. And now you are. So, yeah, I think um, while we're kind of talking about level design traversal and stuff, I guess two things first on like the meditative points and those little checkpoints, the bonfires, I do wish, and, and Berkshire and I had talked about this just while we were playing the game, that those acted as fast travel points uh, or yeah. like go to the oh, back to other zones. Um, that I think that is my main gripe with this game is like I do not like having to run back to the beginning of the level once well, I because they're, raided a they're tomb massive. or whatever. Yeah, they're yeah, huge. They're, they're massive, and they have all these different paths and shortcuts and levels. Uh, you know, ver- of verticality that you're shit. You'll forget how the hell you got where you were going. Yes, and ninety percent of that is that you unlock those shortcuts to make it easier. You know, to get to and to and fro, but at the same time, there's even a lot with of the shortcuts. Yeah, even with the shortcuts, and if, you and if, you, ways. if you healed, you know, after you got out of that tomb at a, at a meditation point, then all the enemies are spawned back. Yeah, and so it can be, uh, it can be a pretty tough grind. Um, now, <laughs> we're comparing it to Dark Souls and in, in the combat. One thing that you had said, Josh. Uh, was that you wished Dark Souls would take a page out of this game's book and add a difficulty setting? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because I pl- I've been playing it on normal. Um, I think there's one notch easier, 
mm-hmm. and it can still be aggravating as hell. Oh yeah, like I was, I was, I was playing it on the normal. The, is it Jedi Knight? Yeah, Jedi Knight. Okay, yeah, I was on that, and I had probably three encounters in the game where I dropped it down to the story mode because you know, for the purpose of this podcast, I'm trying to finish the game so we can talk about it, and. I was like, God, I do not want to get hung up on this for a long time. I'm trying to burn down this game. And <clears throat> having that option is super nice because also for, for purists, people who love Dark Souls, who want that really hardcore experience, they can still have it. Like, it's still available to them to go to that Jedi Master or Grandmaster. I think it even goes up higher than that um, setting. It's still there. And for people like myself who have never been particularly great at those games, I can enjoy it now and not just get <laughs> morally de- defeated <laughs> yeah uh, you know and, and and not finish it so i because dark souls man they like the world design of that game is so cool and like the boss fights are so neat and stuff and there's so much game i never experienced in those because i inevitably would hit a point in that or i'd hit a point in secure where i was like fuck i can't hang like i i'm not good enough to do yeah, this and and of course that's like keep doing it over and over and over again but I, it's just like my willpower to do that is is not there yeah um but but i i do wish they would add that to it um keep good yeah uh so i do wish you could even even if it wasn't like you immediately went back through a cutscene or something to the beginning once you finish the levels like main objective I wish it would just have like a clear route from that endpoint to the beginning of the map. I think of, you know, a lot of games, all of a sudden you've now opened up a new little point that takes you two seconds to get to where you need to go that you were at the beginning or something. So you're seeing new space. You're not backtracking. Yeah. You know, you you have this new path that takes you the, to that way. That would have been good. Like seeing the same areas over and over again. Because you go back to Kashyyyk. So I got kind of tired of Kashyyyk. What is the Dar, Darthmir? Dar, what is the Darth Maul's planet? I can't remember the... Dothmir. Dothmir. Dothmir and Kashyyyk. I went to both of those planets way more than I really wanted to. And spent more time mm-hmm. backtracking and going through paths than I would... Like, it, it eventually kind of wore me out on that front. Um, yeah. And Kashyyyk, I want to talk a little bit about traversal on that in particular. There's a, the second when you go back to Kashyyyk, it has some of the coolest use of traversal in the game. It is a hell of a fucking platforming level, and just scale and and how much verticality, how they blend the sliding mechanic when you're going downhill or down a slope, down ice, whatever, with jumping on ropes, jumping up on these kind of like bouncy spore things that hurl you into the sky. And like like all of it is this really cool showcase of the game's traversal system. Um, but it's also a showcase of how the camera fucks you. Yeah. Like something about the camera yeah. is not quite right. And yeah. and like, like any of my gripes, take all my gripes with a grain of salt because I think this is absolutely one of the best games that's come out this year. And... and and it's super fun. The story's super good. But there's just these little things, like the camera angles always seemed off. And then the the traversal itself, it's almost like your body has the same kind of momentum as like in Red Dead 2. It's not quite like 
it doesn't the movement doesn't feel as chunky. You feel more acrobatic, obviously, than in Red Dead Two. Yeah. But there's still kind of like a momentum that that carries over, like after you've stopped inputting anything, and that leads to a lot of like missteps and falls or rolling off of stuff and like like there's some kind of lack of it's not mario 64 or something where it's like super tight perfect precision in, in your movement control so i i think that's a little you can run into some frustrations with that um but let's let's talk story real quick so the main premise of the story is you were a jedi Padawan in training. Uh, your master was killed during Order 66, and you've been in hiding for several years. And your character is eventually put in a scenario where they can't hide anymore, and they're saved by somebody who was a former Jedi, and has is kind of stepped away from that uh, because she had tapped into the the dark side at one point and and doesn't want to get back in that space. Um, and I think what the game does really well in the story is it it checks the star Wars boxes without being like the nostalgia campy. fan service or campy. Yeah. Like I honestly expected the game to have so many more references to other star Wars characters and have a lot more of them in it that you're familiar with. Um, there, there are a couple, but not many. Most of the characters are new. Most of the things you learn about the world and most like it's all new. They they created they carved out their own space. They they check the box of it being about like a group of friends working together in an adverse situation, coming to terms with their flaws and just getting over the past and like moving forward, carrying each other, getting each other out of the muck. They nailed that. There's some really touching moments in the game. There's some stuff that doesn't quite land, but I would say overall, I, I would arguably say it's the best Star Wars story that's been told. Like overall, like I, I mean, I think I enjoyed the story more than any Star Wars movie, which I know is kind of a wild claim, but I, I think there was way more character depth in this game. Maybe not as much for the protagonist. Like he's kind of, he's not bad, not a bad protagonist, but he's kind of that everyman protagonist where it's like easy to put yourself in that person's yeah. shoes. Um, well, and I think video games can kind of allow for better storytelling at times. I think this sure. is one that capitalizes on it. Just the way that you interact, um, you know, over calm links with different characters throughout the game or, you know, just dialogue and stuff that that it doesn't it it doesn't feel like a bunch of forced exposition. And like I said, they capitalized on it. They did a good job and the story is fantastic. Um I'd almost agree with you on that. A uh, very yeah. bold comment. Um, so far, and I haven't even finished it. It's it's very good. It's very surprising. <laughs> yeah, we we had talked before we started doing the show. That we'll we'll do like spoilers on this game when we talk about our games of the year and stuff because I do think like we should discuss the end of the game at that point because I I think how they ended is worth discussing anyway. I th I think it was there's yeah. well, the last few levels are really cool. I want to move one thing. Bef I want to say before we move on to about the story that I find fan fascinating is. You, you hit the nail on the head when you said they carved out their own little space. Um, but what's great about that is that this is part of the Star Wars canon. So you get to play out a really interesting part of the legitimate Star Wars like universe. Um, and if you're really into the Star Wars universe, that's, that's neat. Uh, especially if you've watched, like, uh, what is the animated show? Goodness gracious. 
Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Clone Wars because Clone Wars kind of ends with Order sixty six. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this game kind of picks up after that, and it's just I don't know. It's it's pretty good. So what did you uh, what did you think about just the abilities that you want? Uh, like the progression, yeah. I, I would say, because it's not really super super in depth. Yeah, and it's it, it's like fine tuning. Yeah, it's not like oh, I got the ability to electrocute people now, or oh, I have <laughs> the ability to like hover really high or so. You know what I mean? Like it's nothing that drastically changes how you play, really, in my opinion. Um, and I think it was fine. Like it, I I don't think it, I thought I saw it as a negative. It just, I, I think the abilities and all of, like, the hidden secret stuff, there were a lot of times I would just be sitting on skill points because I'd look at the skill tree and I'd be like, I don't know, I don't really care about anything that's left, you know, which I think is kind of a problem. It's like, yeah. it's like ah, I don't know that I need any of this shit. Then, like, as far as, like, the secrets and stuff that you find, it's like, oh, I got a new poncho. So at one point in the game... Like, I, I found a new poncho that was, like, it looked like some pink Japanese anime kitty vomit fucking poncho. Hentai uh, stuff? It was hentai, for sure. Um, and, and I put it on just because I thought it was funny because he looked so stupid in it. But then I had all these serious cutscenes. It was, like, the real emotional climax of the story and i'm wearing this idiotic <laughs> fucking pink poncho like a gta scene. player <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so i i think like their incentive to like get you to hunt for the secrets or have a hundred percent of an area discovered or something is not quite there again like I, i'm sound like i'm like fucking ragging on this game i, I think it's an excellent game it's super good but that stuff just seemed kind of underwhelming but respawn's not really known for being very good at that you know i mean like that was the same issue they had with apex is like your cosmetics are not that interesting. You know, it's like, that's it, not a thing that I feel like I have to chase. And then, but yeah, what did you think of the abilities? Uh, I I have enjoyed them so far. Um, I yeah. did like, you pretty much captured it there. I mean, nothing is game changing um, other than when you unlock those first like AOE effects where you can, instead of targeting a single person that you're in combat with you can target sure. a group so you can slow the group or push the group away because that allows you to uh i mean just reposition yourself on the battlefield so you're not just getting beat down um yeah to me it's almost like it's it's almost like ketchup on an expensive steak <laughs> yeah know? yeah it's like it's, sure. it's not it's not even really necessary right they could give you all of most of that they could give you most of that but the reason that i think one of the big reasons i think it's there is that some of your core force powers you unlock through the story Uh, right and some of those are needed to come back when you come back to other planets to unlock some of those other paths and so i think that's why there's that kind of tiered progression there but i i didn't i didn't find it frustrating by any means other than there are times where you know you have a bunch of skill points and you lose them if you die and it's in an area where you don't really track all the way back to get it but you have right. to because you almost had a you almost had a full skill point there um but no it, it doesn't feel like it takes away it just uh but again it's not it's it's an action adventure game it's not really an rpg so sure you can't you can't have it all that's right uh but they got pretty damn close didn't they they did get pretty damn close yeah okay well <laughs> josh has uh 
got his grumps out. I have a few grumps I'm talking about. And uh, one of them I want to ask Josh about too. I felt like there were some really cool moments where you come into the in a certain area and there are multiple enemies that you've fought throughout the, that level that are like battling each other. So like stormtroopers are fighting uh-huh. these bugs, monsters and stuff. And you're like, oh, it looks really cool. And you can kind of watch it play out or you can just run and jump and get in the middle of it. And anytime I would run into these large scale like conflicts, everything like my frames would just drop. Yes. And I didn't know yeah. if you had that problem on the one X. Um, I did. So that, that was kind of a hiccup for me. I think it took away from some of the immersion. Cause I think the game does a fantastic job of just throwing you into, to that immersive feel of, you know, being in that Star Wars universe, especially if you have really good surround sound or, you know, a good set yeah. of headphones, the audio in the game is great. <laughs> they like to do a good job of immersing you in there. And so that kind of took out, a, uh, took me out of it a little bit. And then, the Wookiee design, man. Oh shit! I forgot design. about the Wookiee, dude. Fucking, uh, it's a, it's an atrocity. It's like, yeah, it's, it's so worst, bad. The worst part of that game is they uh they they look horrible. Uh, Josh, you had a good description for me the other night. Yeah, I said that they they looked like somebody took an asset that had already been designed for a game that was just like a ghillie suit asset. And they copied and pasted that texture over the Wookiee's body. It looks so fucking weird. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that part kind of sucked. Love them Wookiees. But not those Wookiees. Those Wookiees were abominations. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, they were. Uh, but th- those are my only real complaints. Uh, I, I, I wasn't happy with the lack of the performance of the game dropping frames in that those areas yeah and i did feel at certain points in the game when you're trying to solve a puzzle and like i know what the next step is but i have to like go through this thing i've already been through once to get to the next like elevated platform above and i just keep fucking missing a vine yes or not wall running far enough uh those moments were really frustrating as well but i also hated running into a puzzle before it was actually time for you to do it and not really realizing that. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember which tomb it or uh, yeah, I think it's one of the tombs. There's one where it's like you come across the entirety of the puzzle and you don't actually have the force ability you need yet, but you don't really know that. And I fucking <laughs> sat around in that area for like an hour, like trying to figure it out, throwing shit around. And that was super frustrating to me, only to realize that I, that was the spot I was going to come back to and then do the puzzle. Yeah. What did you um, think about the the voice acting and the, the face mapping and all that? Um, I would say overall superb. I think something... It's almost like the lips or something seem kind of off to me, but I, I don't think there's a... The only time I thought like the voice acting was not great was just fighting like mobs in the game. Like when I was on uh, the Darth Maul planet again, help me one more time. I'm so sorry. Dothmir? Dothmir. Um, when I was on Dothmir, you know, you're fighting those Knight Brothers, and they're these... You know, demonic looking dudes. They got glowy green eyes. They got all these tats and look super fucking scary. And usually they sound like, oh, I'm going to get you, blah, 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 like appropriate voice. But 
one time it was like they had accidentally used like a geeky stormtrooper voice for one of the guys <laughs> and so i'm like but fighting two of them and one guy's like oh you can't stop us blah blah blah, blah. and the other guy's like i'm here larry oh no <laughs> i was like what the fuck is happening like that was my only time i i think uh deborah wilson does great as sir uh whoever does uh the night sister or uh what's her name i think her the name is Mirren. no the night sister the one on dot mirror or whatever yeah yeah okay. her voice actress is really good that's a that's a character I think is somewhat underutilized um, in the game because she ends up having a pretty interesting story. But and then yeah, the 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 second sister I, I thought was pretty good. It was a little too similar to Kylo Ren for my taste, as you kind of get to know her a little bit more. But the actress did a good job. I mean, it wasn't like. Her. What yeah. about you? What'd you think? I thought it was good. Yep, I I would agree. Um, pretty spot on. Uh, it was really strange for me at first when I figured out that that was the, the main character is fucking Ian from Shameless, whatever that oh, yeah, yeah. name is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Really good. He did. I just had to get over the idea of him only <laughs> being shameless. Yeah. <laughs> that can be tough sometimes, but uh, but no, I, I thought it was good. Uh, one of my favorite things about the game was is the utilization of the droid. Like your Oh, game. yeah. Yeah, shit. We, no. Yeah. I like um, how the droid story becomes a lot more complex as you go on. I like how his abilities sync up with yours, how he... I don't know. I, I think that mechanic worked really well. Yeah, yeah, and his animations are great. Uh, the conversation that you have with him—I mean, I didn't understand what he was saying, but your character does. Uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's a nice little. It's a nice little. Like I said, there's for, for every complaint that we have on the game, there's two or three, you know, little nuggets that didn't have to be in there that made the game what it was um, outside right. of the core gameplay. So, what do you um? What do you think? Tom Hardy's wise. Shit, dude. I'm, I might go eight Tom Hardys. Holy shit. And he's not wearing a shirt. That's like... Just eight topless Tom Hardys. That's like... Right what, there in a row. 8.67 8. million Kyle's. No. That's like 16 like, Kyle's. Like they've got... Swimsuit like, Kyle's. It's, it's so many... <laughs> so... <laughs> We're going to have to put out a calendar. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Sanders swimsuit calendar. That's right. Just pictures of Kyle in his swimsuit. And Swimsuits and kilts. <laughs> and his feet. I forgot kilts. about him. He's a foot salute, too. <laughs> yeah, I would uh, I, I would probably agree. Uh, you know, eight or nine Tom Hardys, man. It was it was stellar. Um, like I, I think it's hard. eight or nine Tom Hardys topless with the caveat that Kyle is also greasing all of these eight or nine Tom Hardys. Oh, he's giving them that him upper up. body. He's oiling them up. Giving them that sheen. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Dad, I, you know, I, don't, I don't think Connor's liking this. I think we should stop it. Right? Oh, yeah, shit. I forgot. China loves Tom Hardy, don't they? <laughs> uh, yeah, they don't, they don't like some white boy touching him, though. 
<laughs> it does say here in the uh, censorship guide, don't have a white boy touch Tom Hardy. That is specific. <laughs> well, shit. Uh, I missed that part. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, Respawn did a fantastic job. Absolutely. It's, I it's definitely worth you guys picking up, um, trying it out. I think overall, what Josh, it's about twenty hours to burn yeah. through the main story. Thirty to thirty-five, you do all the side quests—not quests, but find the, uh, you know, hidden hidden areas and whatnot. Uh, yeah. So it, it's it's worth it. It'll probably go on sale uh, yeah. this holiday season here. Um, so pick it up then or before then. You you'll enjoy it. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, that is a wrap on this episode, Brooks. We're still Ooh, good fine. folks. As we do every week, what's in the box? Uh, looks like we got our first uh, payment from China. Um, and I'm going to open it up real quick and see what's in here. Jesus Christ. Josh, did you sell out our, our podcast to China for rice cakes? Oh. Oh, God. You couldn't even spring for some hentai or something? Wait, 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 nope. wait, wait. It doesn't look like wait, there's wait. any hentai in here. They said they, said they were going to... Give me a lot of cake, and I, I just assumed that was slang, slang no, for money. Uh, no, it wasn't uh, slang. A lot of cake. It was apparently they're going to pay us on rice cakes. Fuck. Mm-mm-mm. I think we need to reassess the sponsorship before the next episode. Yeah, I agree. I think we need to get Hunter out of the gulag. We need to get this <laughs> podcast back up to its American roots. Right. Rock, flag, and eagle. Rock, flag, and eagle. I'm starting my war against communism we'll now. feed our eagles these rice cakes. And send the video to China. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'm right. shitting them out too. <laughs> God damn it! God. Play Hulk Hogan's theme song. <laughs>